Fair warning, I swear. Like, I swear a lot in this podcast. Yeah, like a lot. I have this new Instagram trend that I absolutely love, and it's women who were quote-unquote tired of waiting around and just started renovating and building shit. You know, we can Google how to do just about anything now. DIY has never been more accessible, and I think it's just really fucking cool that, you know, all these self-taught women are doing these badass construction projects. Sometimes women are, you know, some no, so, sometimes girls are kind of le- left out of the whole, like, learn to be, you know, self-reliant in terms of construction shit. So it's, it's nice to see that. And it's also just really fun to watch, like, time-lapse progressions of these projects. It's just so satisfying because when I renovated my bathroom, it wasn't as fast as a time-lapse video. <laughs> anyway. I'm Bianca, and you're listening to Punk Like Her, the podcast where I try to tell you about an awesome punk woman and try not to get sidetracked in the process. So this week I had one of those things where someone says something and and you're caught off guard, and you only think of something like 20 minutes later once the conversation is dead. But basically, someone asked me why my grandparents immigrated here from Portugal, Like, what kind of question is that? So, like, I just muttered something about wanting a better quality of life. But now I have this amazing list of things I could have said. And since the moment's gone and I have a podcast, I'm just going to list them out now. Because fuck my life and you're along for the ride. So, why did your grandparents move here? Number one. Because they really wanted to try maple syrup. Number two. They had a sick and twisted sense of humor and thought uprooting their family from everything they knew would be hilarious. Number three, they were masochists and wanted to be called derogatory immigrant-related slurs in a language they couldn't quite understand. Number four, they were really into moose wrestling. And number five, a classic, they wanted to steal everyone's jobs. Alright, that's enough of my bullshit. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking about the amazing polystyrene of the x-ray specs. Let me tell you, there's some songs that'll stick out to you way more than others. Songs that resonate with you on such a primal level. And when I was a young teenager, I got my hands on this compilation album called Punk and New Wave Masters. Song number four came on and polystyrene's strong voice said the words... Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think, oh bondage, up yours. Saying that was a strong start to a song would be an understatement. Saying it was empowering to a teenager like me would also be an understatement. So let's get into it. Polystyrene was not her real name. Her parents were not material scientists, hippies that were like, aren't polymers great? Let's name our kid after one. Polystyrene was was actually born, Marianne Joan Elliott said, in Kent on July 3rd, 1957. She was then raised in the Brixton district of London. She got the name polystyrene right out of the yellow pages because she was looking for a word or a name that had to do with plastic. 
That's just how you did things before the internet. The yellow pages. Her mother was an Irish-Scottish legal secretary who raised Polly alone. Her father was apparently an exiled Somalian aristocrat who found himself working as a dock worker in the UK. Because that's totally not normal. Being kicked out of aristocracy, you know, just, just a regular Tuesday. Anyway, Polly ran away from home at 15 with, like, no money. And in true 1970s, there's no such thing as true crime shows way, she hitchhiked around. She went from music festival to music festival, kicking it with other hippies. There's some holes in this story, like I get hitchhiking and couch surfing are free, but what about, like, entrance fee into these festivals or food? What's the deal? I mean, there's a polystyrene biography out there that probably answers this, but none of the libraries around here are carrying it? Fucking bitches. Anyway, it's all fun and games until you step on a rusty nail and get sepsis, which is exactly what happened to Polly. That's about the time she stopped the whole hitchhiking hippie shtick. And I guess hanging out with all those music festivals people paid off because at 18 years old, she had a manager and recorded her first demo, a reggae song called Silly Billy. The demo didn't really get her anywhere, but after seeing the Sex Pistols playing a gig early on in their career, unsigned and all that, Polly's destiny became clear. She put out an ad in a paper looking for, and I quote, young punks who want to stick together. Punks is spelled with an X, in case you were wondering. Super important detail that I focused on for no good reason, but there you have it. The original lineup of the X-Ray Specs was together from 1976 until 1979. You know, those core punk years. Aside from polystyrene, the lineup also included teenage Laura Logic on saxophone, which was pretty unique in punk music at the time. Now we have everything in the kitchen sink, but back in the early years, this set them apart. Laura Logic was only 15 when she joined the band, which is just impressive right there. Anyway, polystyrene wasn't what you'd expect to see as a front person of a punk band. She had a mouthful of braces and a Dago wardrobe, like an OG candy raver. Her brown skin also made her stand out, and to add to that, her voice was powerful and sharp. So very different than the plethora of lower octave voices on the punk scene. She'd also made a point to get it across that she was not a sex symbol and had no fear of shaving her head to prove as such. Which, shaving your head to prove that, has come up again and again in the media. Sinead O'Connor, Britney Spears. It's a very powerful message to send out. The X-ray specs hit the punk scene like a freight train. Right off the bat, they were playing gigs at the infamous Roxy Club. In 1977, at the age of 19, Polly recorded the infamous O Bondage Up Yours. What the fuck were you doing at 19? Because I certainly wasn't doing anything that epic. Well, the song sounds like the inspiration for the whole goddamn Riot Girl movement. Polly said it was more anti-consumerist than feminist in nature. Which, kind of, finding that out was kind of a blow to my my inner teenager who 
fell in love with the song as a feminist anthem, but I should get back on track. Anyway, their 1978 album, Germ-Free Adolescence, built off the theme of anti-consumerism. Almost the entire album was anti-consumerist culture, uh, aside from like one song, which was about someone slitting the wrists. Anyway, that same year, after a show, Polly started hallucinating pink lights, and it appeared to her that objects were cracking in her hand. She uh, went to the hospital and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Even today, this is a pretty serious diagnosis, but in the late 1970s, it meant she'd be detained for treatment, like kept in hospital. She was told she'd never work again, which is also jarring as fuck. And just side note, last week I, I got my hands on a medical encyclopedia that was printed in 1970. And let me tell you, as someone who's been struggling with mental illness since the age of 12, it could have been so much worse. Holy fuck. 1970s mental health knowledge and treatment was almost barbaric by today's standards. Not to mention nowhere near, near, nowhere near as effective. Her story doesn't end in a mental health facility, don't worry. And as for the schizophrenia, it was a misdiagnosis, and she was later properly di bleh, diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So, 1978 was also the year X-Ray Specs went on their first and only UK tour, which ended midway through 1979, at which point polystyrene was exhausted from touring and wanted to hide from the limelight and just kind of a victim of her own success, and she left the band. In 1980, Polly released a solo album called Translucence, which wasn't at all punk-sounding. actually had a more mellow, jazzy feel to it. So let's fast forward to 1983, and Polly Cyrene, along with Laura Logic, joined the Hare Krishna movement. I feel like everyone knows about the Hare Krishnas, but if you don't, they're those people in the salmon-colored togas with shaved heads that hang out in the metro and bus stations. I'm kidding. Well, sort of. In all seriousness, though, Hare Krishna is a religious organization or sect that was founded in New York City in the 60s, and it's based on Hindu scripture. The tenets of the organization pretty much require a straight-edge vegetarian lifestyle. Like I mentioned, the members spread awareness through singing and selling books about the organization out in public. She wasn't, so Polly wasn't exactly a passive member either. She actually lived at the organization's British headquarters. So yeah, that, that's a thing. And uh, sometime in the 1980s, it's ambiguous, Polly gave birth to her daughter Celeste, who is now a filmmaker and the mind behind Polly Styron's documentary, I Am a Cliché. So in the 90s, X-Ray Specs regrouped, and then in 1995, they released another album entitled Conscious Consumer. I'll give you three guesses what it's about. <laughs> and uh, there were plans for this album to be like the first in a trilogy of albums, which is pretty cool. And they had a tour planned and all this stuff and promoting the album, whatnot. And then polystyrene was hit by a motherfucking fire truck and broke her pelvis. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's alarming and 
fucking bad timing and sort of tragic. And it gets more tragic. On uh, April 25th, 2011, polystyrene died of breast cancer. The cancer had spread to her spine and her lungs, which at that point there's just no coming back from it. But even towards the end of her life, she was quoted saying, Punk attitude lives on because of the spirit of its fearlessness to try to change things for the better. And I just think that's really beautiful and kind of a lot about punk has changed or got lost in time. But that kind of attitude, you know, perseveres. And I think that's really nice. Kind of gives me a little uh, motivation here, even with all the memes out there that say punk is dead. I have that. So I don't have any any fun facts today, but I would like to review my sources with you. Basically, it's Wikipedia and The Guardian. I'd like to thank The Leftovers for providing the theme song. And I'd invite you to rate and review the podcast because that would really help me out. And also tell all your friends because they'll probably like it if you like it. So yeah. Okay. Bye, guys.